Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. There's nothing like being totally engrossed in a good mystery or thriller. Audible has thousands of immersive audiobook titles to spark your imagination and get your heart thumping. Since it's summer, you might want to check out The Vacation Rental. Very well told and very unsettling. You won't want to turn it off. And since this is a parenting podcast, I should also mention that audiobooks are a wonderfully enriching experience for children because they aren't passive entertainment like other kids' media. They engage your child's imagination and can nurture both listening and language skills. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. That's audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 today. You can count on T-Mobile to help keep you connected. After investing billions to light up their network from big cities to small towns, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, when you switch to T-Mobile, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus Verizon and AT&T. Visit your neighborhood store or tmobile.com to switch. Plan savings with T-Mobile, third line free on essentials via monthly bill credits versus comparable available plans. Plan features may vary. Credits stop if you cancel or change plans. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury. Welcome to Unruffled. Today, I'm responding to a comment from my website where a parent reacted to an article called Don't Leave a Testing Toddler Hanging. And this mom feels she's constantly being tested by her two boys who are three and a half and 18 months. She says that when she attempts to set reasonable limits, they usually ignore her. And she's just about lost her patience. Okay, so here's the comment from my website. Hi, Janet. I'm new to your blog, podcast, and book, but I'm finding everything excellent, helpful, and reassuring. I'm a mom to two young boys, three and a half and 19 months. I find myself doubting my every move and decision, and I feel like I'm messing up most days. I know my boys are testing me constantly, and I'm working so hard to follow the steps you've outlined. However, my question is, what do you do when they just don't stop? For example, whether I'm cooking dinner, getting dressed in the morning, doing laundry, whatever it might be, I'll say, I know you want to be with me right now, but I can't hold, play, read at this moment. I need you to go play, and I'll be with you very soon. I'll often take them by the hand or carry them to the area with books, toys, etc., and then return to what I'm doing. Without skipping a beat, they're back at my side and the cycle continues. They think it's funny and I undoubtedly lose my patience. What do I do in a situation like that? I feel like they just don't listen to whatever limit I've set. Thank you, Janet, for all the wonderful work you're putting out there. Parenting is the hardest job in the world. Well, I definitely agree. Parenting is a very hard job. It's hard, but it's also so rewarding because there's so much growth in this for us. There's just so much for us to learn about ourselves and relationships and our own childhoods and how to have the most positive relationship with another person. This is, of course, what we're striving for. 
So in this case, this mother is working on setting limits. What I think she's missing here is that when we have boundaries in a relationship, especially in a relationship where we're the leaders with our children, we can't expect our children to give us permission to have these boundaries. We have to insist on them in the nicest possible way, ideally. It sounds like what this mother's doing is she's trying to make it work for them. So even from the beginning where she says, I need you to go play, right there, it's not going to help to make it our responsibility to decide what our child does when we have a boundary with them, how our child handles that or responds to that or what that leads them to do. Those things aren't our job. I mean, obviously, we want to have a safe area for them to be in and a safe place for them to play. So we baby-proof our house. Maybe we can baby-proof a room for them. They need that safety. But it's not up to us to say, okay, here's something you can do and keep them occupied while we're doing these really normal things that we need to do, like go to the bathroom, cook dinner, put the laundry away. The most important thing to understand is that we're not doing anything wrong here when we say, I'm not going to play with you right now. We don't even have to have a reason. It's nice to have a reason, maybe, that we share with them, like, I need to cook dinner, or I want to go to the bathroom, or I need to do a little bit of work. Whatever it is, there's nothing negative that we're doing there by saying no to our child. It's actually extremely positive for our child to know that We don't see it as our job to keep them occupied and happy every minute and that we expect them to agree with our decisions. We can't expect those things of them. I wrote another article called Seven Reasons Kids Need Us to Disagree. So instead of, I need you to go play and I'll be with you very soon, I would just say, this is what I'm doing and I'll be able to be with you when I'm done doing this. And that's our boundary. Then the hard part, we have to hold ourselves together and not let ourselves get dragged into, oh no, they're not happy with what I've said and they want me to do something else and ah, they really can't let go of me and they're bored. None of those things are our responsibility. And one of the reasons this is so important, not only does it help children feel okay that they can also let go of us because we're not getting drawn into trying to please them or keep them happy or not being comfortable with whatever feelings they have around us saying no to them right there. Not only do they feel that they actually have confident, capable leader that can say no to them, but they also don't have to feel that temperature rising in our frustration, our very understandable frustration when they're not just letting us do these normal things. We can start to feel like a caged animal when we aren't able to set our limits with confidence, knowing that our child is going to very likely disagree, get mad at us or cry or look like they're falling apart maybe. Especially if they know that these are things that we have difficulty with. So we have to remind ourselves that we have a right, that we're doing the right thing here. We're doing the right thing cooking their dinner, of course. We're doing the right thing going to the bathroom. Whatever it is, it's okay. This is what we need to do to be a good leader. So we want to empower ourselves that way. In a discussion group that I sometimes participate in, I describe this as being the gate. 
somebody was talking about having a gated off play area and somehow it got to, well, that's fine, but we still have to be the gate. So whether our child is yelling at us inside their gated safe play area or whether they're a little older and they're following us around saying, please, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Don't do this. Ah, I need you. Or I need a hug right now. When we're doing the things that we need to do, we have to be that gate ourselves. We have to be able to withstand their disagreement with us. That's what setting a boundary is. And that's what being a leader is. This commenter says, I often take them by the hand or carry them to the area with books, toys, etc. So that's the part I would definitely not do because that gives children a message that I'm really not that comfortable saying no to you and having you flailing here next to me or trying to draw me into doing what you want me to do. I'm really not that comfortable with it. I need you to be occupied. I need to make this work for you so I can take my space. I can't just own my own space. Instead, children need that other message. They need that strong leader message. So I wouldn't tell my child how they should handle the boundary that I set. I would know that my children know very well where their toys are and where their books are. Ideally, it makes it easier if these situations are part of a routine. It makes it easier for children when they know, okay, this is what usually happens. At this time, my mother goes and makes dinner, and then maybe I whine at her while she's making dinner. But the same thing happens every day. Sometimes they're able to see that she's not so drawn into my complaints and my whines, and I can actually let go of her. And then maybe I actually do go play, and I have a really nice time, and I do interesting things. That can only happen when we're strong enough for our children to be able to let go of us. That means we have to let go of them first, letting go of feeling responsible for pleasing them. So I hope this doesn't sound like I'm suggesting being unkind. It's actually very kind. It's very loving. It frees children when they know that we aren't at their beck and call every second, that we can be our own person, that we're partners, that we're human beings, people in this relationship. And that's the only way to have a positive, healthy relationship. We've got to be a separate person. We have needs too. And in this case, this parent is just trying to take care of her family. So that's not even a personal need. So if these children don't skip a beat and now they're right there at her side, she's got to keep going with what she's doing as best she can, knowing that maybe these first few times when she's doing something different here with her boundaries and she's not letting herself be swayed or responsible for her children's response to her boundaries by keeping them occupied, then maybe the first couple times she's not going to get that much done. But she's going to be showing her children that she will carry on while they're doing this with her. And so she's going to be giving them an important lesson there. Sometimes I say, maybe it helps to have a little tune in your head just to keep your sanity. And then we want to acknowledge their feelings because that gives us more strength in their eyes when we do that. When we're acknowledging from a place of confidence in our decision, we're just going to keep going with what we need to do and let them have their own response to that. And if, if you need to move and somebody's hanging onto your legs, you 
confidently, as best you can, lovingly pry them off right away. I need to move these arms right now because I have to go over here. So I'm going to move these arms and I'm going to walk over here and do this. And really letting that small person have their feelings around this experience. It's okay. They're safe. They're not feeling abandoned. I know it can sound like that. They're not feeling unloved. They're feeling more like, phew, she really is okay being the leader here. The onus can't be on us to entertain our children while we take care of the things that we need to take care of. That part has to be up to them. This parent says that they think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, maybe they think it's funny because it's a little uncomfortable that their mother is getting pulled into them, that she's not holding her own. When children laugh in these instances, it can feel annoying to us as a parent, but what they really are doing is reflecting our discomfort. They're not having a deep, joyful laugh. They're kind of saying, "Uh uh-huh, so here we are again. What are you going to do? It's not as fun for them as it may appear. The most positive thing for us is to keep remembering to rise tall in our role, to own this role. So undoubtedly, the way this is going, the parent's losing her patience. We want to try to avoid that if we can. It's still going to happen sometimes because, again, children are not so fair in the way that they respond to us. And it can be triggering. But it will help a little if we can have an expectation that we're going to get pushback, especially if it's the end of the day. Forget about it. You know, it's the arsenic hour. Nobody's going to be happy with you doing the things that you need to do. So expect that. Expect that it's going to be messy and sloppy. And none of that means that you're a bad parent. None of it means anything is going wrong here. In fact, it's a really positive exchange to have because children are using this limit to vent feelings from their whole day. And they'll sleep better if they get to do that. So really, this is a positive thing. And with that perspective, we're less likely to lose our patience because we're losing our patience when we're trying to make it work and we're trying so hard. And it's like we're trying to keep all these plates spinning in the air and it's just not working. You know, that's going to be frustrating. So let it go. Do your part. Let them be uncomfortable. Let them be unhappy with your choice. This parent says, I feel like they just don't listen to whatever limit I've set. Right. So it's not that they're not listening. They're just not responding. Okay, sure. Go do that and we'll go play. That sounds great. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen most of the time with children. It's not going to happen very often that children give us the green light for our boundaries. That can't be their job. So it can be a fantasy that we all have. I've had it. But it will help us to try to let go of that so that we don't get as frustrated, so that we can be happier. So I hope some of that helps. And again, if you want to read the article that this parent was responding to, you can go to my website, JanetLansbury.com, and you can use the search function to find Don't Leave a Testing Toddler Hanging. Or you can actually Google, don't leave a testing toddler hanging, Janet Lansbury, and you'll find it that way. Also, please check out some of my other podcasts. They're on my website, JanetLansbury.com. And both of my books are available on audio at audible.com. 
No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. Of course, you can also get them in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Apple.com. I also have an audio series called Sessions. These are individual recordings of my private consultations with parents discussing their urgent parenting issues. These are available by going to sessionsaudio.com. You can order the episodes individually, or you can get them all, which is about three hours of audio for just under $20. Thank you for listening. We can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.